Welcome to another episode of The Gatekeepers. It's your boy, Knives Monroe. With me today, as always, is Cam Stroud and Mr. David Legowski. Fellas, how you doing? Saw, dude. Doing pretty good. Can't complain too well, much. Actually, I totally can. But. I'm curious. Uh, we have a very interesting topic today. Uh, this is going to be a, a good one. This is one that I've been looking forward to for, for a minute. Uh, we're going to talk about our top three movie influences. Influences that impact our style, that impact our minds, what have you. We're going to go through our top three individually. Should be interesting. I actually don't know what mine are. I'm going to have to figure it out. Um, but <laughs> before we get into that, before we get into that, I, I wanted to start the show with any of you guys watch The Batman? No. No, I have not seen The Batman yet. I hear it's phenomenal, though. Bro, no. I haven't seen it either. Oh, God. That bombed. <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't seen it either. Um, it didn't interest me, actually. The trailers did nothing for me. Um, but hopefully it's good. I have no idea. Cam, did you see it? I, I have no interest to see it. Man, like, that makes two of us. Yeah. I have no interest to see that one. Um, well, shit. Yeah. I will say that one, one thing that I've been seeing online, the discourse, is finally the Batman movie I've always wanted. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, we've had a lot of great Batman movies. Like, we none have. of those were what you wanted? Like, apparently, Jesus apparently, Apparently, this one is very, 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 very dark. Which... I guess that's still the style of filmmaking people want to see. I thought we, I thought we did away with the whole dark kind of storylines after you know Breaking Bad was done. You know, oh, I mean no. that's like my main issue with uh, no Justice League movies in in general is like they're dark. I'm not talking about as far as like you know, <laughs> story. Exposed I mean, like they are they are dark. Like I can't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, guys, it's Superman. Where? It, all right so we're doing three movies that inspired us or influence us um and who wants to go first because i i I will happily go first. i vote david i I vote david david number three my number three that influences me to this day and i just rewatched it recently um is uh logan from 2017 like legitimately, uh, now that, that hmm. what? I'm a little surprised. Oh, little. don't be, don't be when I say this. Um, so the thing that that really inspires me and influences me the most is uh, Logan Noir, the black and white edit of Logan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Oh man, that that is single handedly the reason why I shoot in black and white exclusively, like hands down. It. it Absolutely. That when I saw that, that was when I was like, that's why black and white is really the best way to go, even to this day, because it simplifies an image so much to the point that you can really understand what the subtext of an image is when it's just very simply black and white. Hands down, Logan, specifically Logan Noir. Absolutely. And also Logan is amazing. Like, it's a great movie. I love that movie when it came out. That trailer, like, I must have watched it like 500 times before that movie came out. Right. Um, I, right. I know that you, you you really like the black and white version, to put it, yes. to simplify yeah. it. But there's right. also, um, like, the black and chrome version of uh, George Miller's Fury Road. Did you ever watch that? Are you interested? No, what? I didn't that? know that. I yeah, didn't know a that. Bla- they call it chrome and black, I believe, is what it's called. Fury Road and I black have to and watch white. That. There's also, we were talking about this just right now, um, Justice League 
dark, right? Or whatever it's called. <laughs> Justice is black or whatever it's called. Sorry, Cam. God damn it. This keeps happening to me. Justice is dark. Whatever the fuck it's called, right? Um, there's a black <laughs> and white Justice doing League. That? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> I promise this will not be the clip that goes on TikTok. Um, Great. <laughs> but, ha- but have you seen that? Have you seen the Justice League is dark? No, or what? I, the black I did not one? see... I did not I know, see, know what it is, but I've I never watched it. I didn't see the uh, Fury Road in, in chrome and black, and I didn't see the Justice League in whatever the hell it is because I just don't I don't care about the Justice League that much. Okay. Okay. Mm. Um, one piece of trivia that I that I found really really cool. Mm-hmm. So when uh, in Logan, when mm-hmm. Professor Xavier, spoiler alert for Logan, everybody, speed up two minutes if you don't want to be spoiled if you haven't watched it. Uh, when Professor X has a seizure in that hotel yeah. and like everybody's fucking bugging out and it's like, whoa, um, I, I felt like when that scene was over, I was able to exhale. I was like, oh, my God, I held my breath like this whole time when it was happening, like in the theater. It was amazing. But do you know yeah. how they got that jitter effect? How? So they filmed it like on a RE or whatever, and they shook it like this. They shook the fucking camera with the hand like <laughs> this. They shook it so it was like. Re- I, but here's the thing. But then they added a warp stabilizer in post, and so that's why it looks like it's. It, it doesn't look like it's shaky cam. That's it looks like they were trying genius. to stabilize it. That I love in camera practical effects, that's and it, it has like one. when you watch it now, you'll be like. That's what they're doing, right? But uh, I just thought that was such an interesting practical effect that in the Hollywood <laughs> big-budget movie, that's what they were doing. It was just so indie, so DIY. I love it. Well, that's – in case people don't know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a term. I think Knives is going to know it. I, I, no, wait, no. You both should know it, you know, especially since, you know, Cam, you went to film school. Knives, you know, you're, you're a filmmaker, a, partici- a practicing filmmaker. And uh, <laughs> I used to when – I, when I would do DP work at, in film school, what I would do is I'd have, like, people Hollywood – flags for me if they pissed me off what do you mean do you do you not know the term hollywooding no i don't know what that is okay so so uh let's say someone let's say cam pissed me off right and he was the second ac and i was the dp i would hand him a big flag like a 24 by 24 flag and say see the 10k over there go hold it the whole time Hollywooding is where you get someone just to hold it up. That's all it is. Bro, that is so <laughs> fucked up. You are a bully. You are I'm, a bully. Well, you know what? Next time someone makes a shit comment at me, maybe they need to learn who they're fucking talking to. I'm going to change your name on my phone into Hollywood Dave. Hollywood um, Dave. That's a good one. I Cameron. Like that one. Cam. <laughs> number uh, three. Uh, I would have to say... Honestly, I think number three for me is probably got to be Transformers 2. <laughs> I thought that was going to be number one. Okay, he's refresh joking. my memory. He's joking, refresh, right? No, he's not joking. He's, he's not joking. joking. Refresh my memory. Right? No, he's not. He's not joking. <laughs> refresh my memory. Uh, part two, I remember uh, Megan Fox quite a bit, but, like, what is it? Why two and <sighs> oh, not wait, one? Oh, wait. I re- I re- I'm thinking of the wrong one. I'm thinking of the wrong one. Yeah, so Transformers 2 for me is, I think I've had this conversation with you guys before, that Transformers 2 is the best one out of them all. It's the best one that they did. Um, it it had so much in it, you know, from, you know, it started off at a hype, you know. It started off on a hype of the well, first one ending. Now it's like the Decepticons are here. They're hunting them down. Optimus Prime was dead. Optimus Prime gets brought back to life. Sam is in danger because he has this thing in his head. Now the world's in danger because they, because Alton Prime died. They got to bring Prime back. Now it, it was just 
it was it kept you on this roller coaster train of it's going, it's going. It like it kept moving forward, mm-hmm. and then the action scenes is what really really caught my attention. Like the the fight mm-hmm. between Prime and the th- and the three Decepticons, the ending battle scene that they had. You know the sound design for that, the the just the soundtrack for that alone gave it had so many emotions on it. I've recently watched it, and like there's this one shot where there's Sam gets blown up, a helicopter's rolling in, and they get a shot that's literally above the helicopter looking down at Sam, and everything's in slow motion. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, that's fucking awesome. It's just it's like that right there was like the pinnacle. Of Michael Bay being Michael Bay. I was about to say, it's such a Michael... You are right. It's such a Michael Bay movie. And if we... When you take away the the pretentiousness of filmmaking and just look at filmmaking like, hey, I'm trying to make something that everyone's going to have fun in, you might not not like, you know, contextually uh, a Michael Bay movie, but you are going to have fun. You are. You just are. (laughs) You're going to. Like, how can you not have fun? You know, my favorite my favorite tidbit about Michael Bay is for the movie Armageddon. And Ben Affleck was doing the uh he was doing the commentary and he apparently in the commentary he says, I walked over to Michael Bay one day and I was Michael one day and I was like, Hey, why is it that NASA is hiring uh oil drillers to go up into space instead of just, you know, training astronauts how to drill on the moon on, on the on the asteroid? And and he says after a, after a long pause, Michael looks at me and goes, "Fuck you." So I guess that was the end of that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> they they don't make I love sense. That. I, but- I I own I own the cry. I have it. Uh, this is for real. I own a copy, an unopened copy of Armageddon on Criterion on DVD, and I've never opened it. It's one of my most prized possessions. Wait, wait, wait. So I haven't heard the audio on Criterion collection? Wow, I didn't know that. Fuck yeah, it is. Wow. Yeah, this goes back to, like, our first conversation on Zoom or something. I remember mentioning that. Uh, I love love Armageddon. Armageddon is such a Um, stupid movie. I love it. It is a stupid movie, but I love it, too. Everybody's so pretty in it, too. But, Um, yeah. (laughs) What were you saying? Transformers 2. Dark of the Moon. To, no, that was Rise Rise of the Um Fallen or Rise of the Fallen or um, Yes, yeah, Rise, Rise of, of the Fallen. Fallen. Yeah, Rise of the Fallen. Yeah. yeah. Rise of I the was Fallen. Moon. Dark yeah. of the Moon's the third one. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. It, for me mm-hmm. it's like cuz I was studying Michael Bay so much that it everything that Michael Bay does it all went back to Transformers 2. And wow. like <laughs> literally all of his techniques, all of his stunts and everything is in that second movie. Swoop and I think with the telephoto. Yeah. Swooping low with the telephoto, his Michael Bay shot, um, to his <laughs> to his, his 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 racings, like his explosions yeah. and whatnot. The amount of explosions that is in that final battle scene is ridiculous. <laughs> I know I know he didn't direct Bumblebee, but did you watch it and did you like Bumblebee? I did watch it and I did like it. Bumblebee? I remember that like opening was really that opening was pretty sick, right? Yeah. Oh, it really I was. Loved that. I loved that. I could have lived in that. Like the movie kind of I blew my load after like the first eight minutes of that movie. Like that, <laughs> that beginning scene was, was that was amazing. yeah, Bumblebee was really good. I remember watching it like, oh, this is actually I was thinking this was not gonna be that good. This is really good. Like really good. Knives, 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 knives. What is so I'm like third. it's funny. You're, 
Y'all choose like mainstream movies, and um, I have. He's gonna hit us with the thirteen list. fist of McCluskey. <laughs> <laughs> um, my n- number three movie in this list could change any day, you know. Um, of course, yeah. but I'll stick with it now. My number three is Paul Thomas Anderson's 2012 *The Master*. Uh, I don't know if you guys got to watch That's that. That's with good Philip movie. Seymour Hoffman. That's a and really good movie. That's a really good movie. That's a really um, good one. I, I love that movie so much. I was homeless when I watched it, um, and I saw it four times in theater. I did not. I money that should have went to like apples and Head and Shoulders, and yeah. you know a hotel. Like I spent on that movie. I, I, that movie saved my life in a lot of ways. It inspired me and influenced me. Uh, I've read the script. I love the script. Mm-hmm. I've deconstructed the script. There's nothing more fascinating to me than like reading a script and then watching the movie and then seeing how. Uh, really admiring the gap, like seeing the departure that they took from yeah. like the page to what you got. I'm like, that mm-hmm. is where the sausage is made. Like that's where the magic yeah. is made. You know, um, I didn't know what good acting was until I saw that movie. I know Joaquin got a lot of props. He got an Oscar for the Joker or Joker. And, and it was a really good movie, but a lot of the tricks that he did and all, a lot of the flashy acting with a capital a was done in the master first. And he's acting opposite Philip Seymour Hoffman, who was my favorite living actor yep. at the time. So it was didn't shot on win? 70 didn't millimeter. He pros- it's- didn't he posthumously win? Posthumous. No, he was nominated. Um, oh, I thought he before won. Before he passed, but he, he he did not win. Who won that year? Mm. Oh, mm. some boring asshole. I don't know. I feel like it was like Jeffrey Rush. No, it was no, Daniel yeah, Day-Lewis Day Day won for, for Lincoln. Fuck, but, for fucking Lincoln. But yeah. that... But that was for uh, lead actor. I think Phil Hoffman was nominated for supporting, but I actually don't remember. Um, I love that we movie. We don't need to spend out. too much. Ti- we don't need to spend too much time on it. Um, the script has inspired me. The way it was shot inspired me. The score has inspired me. It, it reminded me, like I, I was saying, it was shot on seventy millimeter. I saw it in seventy millimeter three times. Um, I saw it in thirty-five millimeter one time. I love that movie. There are essentially deleted scenes that Paul Thomas Anderson turned into a short film that's on YouTube called Back Beyond. That 20-minute, like, short scene, I mean, uh, cut scenes, deleted scenes, like, short film is better than, like, anything I've ever seen. Nobody can touch it. It's amazing. Joaquin Phoenix is amazing. Um, Absolutely legendary movie. If I had to, you know, I have it it on my wall here, the Blu-ray of There Will Be Blood. That's my favorite movie of all time. But um, mm-hmm. if I had to pick one Paul Thomas Anderson movie to wipe my brain and watch it again for the first time, it would be The Master. Ooh, David Legowski. Okay. Oh, we're at number two. Number two. Shit. Number two for me. Okay. Um, so this is where you will start probably noticing a theme with the movies that inspire me and influence my work and everything. Uh, number two is uh, very aptly uh, No Country for Old Men from 2008. Um. <laughs> Uh, like I said, I've heard uh, of that one. What's that? I said I've heard of that one. You've you haven't have you, have you not seen it? I don't think I'm pretty. I don't think I have, but I know I've heard the name. Dude, it is a masterclass in visual storytelling and sound design. There's no score. Just to you know, really quickly, if anyone's you know hasn't heard it, hasn't watched it, uh, there's no score. There's no musical score at all. It's all visual storytelling and sound design and it's absolutely beautiful and amazing but it's a western it's about life in west texas on the u.s mexico border and it's a guy who 
he finds some money and then he gets to do a whole bunch of shit because of it it's absolutely an amazing movie it's a slow burn but also it's directed by written and directed by two of my favorite filmmakers alive joel and ethan cohen so it's absolutely hmm. just ah uh, no country for old men is mwah, you so cannot good. mention old country I'm sorry, No Country for Old Man without mentioning Cormac McCarthy, who wrote the book of that it's course, based off yes, of. Of course, yes, Cormac McCarthy, yeah. Who, that that book God. was so gripping. Once again, when I was homeless, I read a lot of books. Uh, not only did I see The Master when I was homeless, but I, I would crash a lot of libraries, and uh, mm-hmm. I would just, I mean, like, read shelves. I would read whole-ass walls of books, and one of the books I read was No Country for Old Men. I read it standing up in like two hours it was so fucking it's good such it was a like good food book. and drink it really food is. and drink it's like such I, a good book I, it took me like a month to go through the road cormac mccarthy's mm-hmm. the road but uh which was like i was just so unbearable so dark and depressing but Uh-oh. no Hello? for old man was such a good story oh no um we good we good hello i can hear cam. you now cam 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 okay you're good you you're good it's all we're good, all good. We're, 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 all good. we're doing we're it live good, so. we're doing it live uh, no country for old men. That that's uh that's a big dick movie, man. That's a good one. Um, is... you, obviously, you're into you're into westerns quite a bit. Yeah, that's yep. sort of like a, a neo noir kind of modern postmodern western, like postmodern in the unforgiven sense, where you know yep. we're not watching people on horseback necessarily. But that's a really good mm-hmm. movie. What did you think about the ending? It was pretty divisive when it came out. I I think that the ending the. <laughs> So many people, everyone talks about the ending because there was so much, like, you know, to uh, so much to extrapolate from this ending. Uh, I think that the ending, for the longest time, I used to think that Joel and Ethan Cohen don't know how to end a movie. And I now, after watching and rewatching and watching and rewatching again, over and over and over again, this movie, I don't think it has to do with the fact they don't know how to end a movie. They know how to end a movie. It's that. We're so in we're so expected. We expect to get an ending that is going to kind of blow us out of the water to kind of be like, and this is this pretty perfect bow at the end of the movie. And the Coens just always take that away from us. They never let us have that because that's not how it works. And I think that Mm. No Country for Old Men is really the best example of that because nothing in that movie. Uh, tells anyone that it's going to have a bow at the end of the movie. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I will say it to the Coens. I love the Coens. They might be my favorite so American good. directors. Maybe. Yeah, they're, they're, they're so amazing. fucking good. Uh, they, 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 spoiler alert for Inside Lewin Davis with Oscar Isaac, which came out like in 2013. Love that, that movie. movie well. like, a TikTok, like a TikTok. That movie's a loop. It yep. starts the way it ends and it ends the way, I mean, masterful mm-hmm. ending. Um, Fargo kind of has a happy ending where there's sort of a bow on it a little bit. Fargo, I love that ending. Fargo is uh, Fargo. Fargo I have, ends I have a... with a husband and wife on bed saying, "You know what? I think we're gonna do okay." Like it's, it's happy. Not as even it that. Not even that. My problem with Fargo is so much worse than that. It is the fact stop, that stop, the... stop, stop, stop. I will not listen to any sentence that starts with "My problem with Fargo." We're not going there. Mr. David Legowski, I throw I'm down the there. gauntlet. I'm going We're not there. No, doing I'm going this. There. Fargo is a movie where the title of the movie is a not a town, not a city, a village in North Dakota. And 98% of the movie takes place in Minnesota. 
I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. What? I don't know why they did that's that. That's what you're. That's your nitpick. Citizen Kane. Oh, yeah, like, who gives oh, a no, fuck? Just, like, I'm not. I'm not saying I care about it. What does I'm Pulp Fiction mean? It doesn't matter. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you, no, that's just, your nitpick. <laughs> it's not even like a good nitpick. Cam, number I'm, two. Cam, Cam, number two. <laughs> Just keep this thing going, man. My God. Come on, Mr. Legowski. How dare you? I, um, I got to say, my number two is um, Ip Man or IP Man. Wrong. Oh, that is wow. wrong. Wow. The, um, the second movie of the um, three-part, no, four-part inst- installation. Wow. What, what, okay, walk me through this. <laughs> Why? Influences it, you how? That seems like such an uh, impossible thing to like. Like, I understand that, why yeah, that would inspire you a hundred percent. But like, what, what, what do you like? What does it inspire you to do? It's their action scenes. I'm, I, I love action. I, I love yes, action. Yes, Cam I love and I've actually talked movies. about this many times before. Cam and, is um, a huge action fan. Yeah, I'm a very big action fan, and just the way they went about it was just amazing was always fantastic like every one of his his fight scenes from the first movie to the last movie i'm just i'm glued I'm like yeah <laughs> yeah let's get it like from because like normally a lot of action scenes that i've watched you know there's one shot two shot one shot two shot one shot two shot three shot da 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 but and that's like when it comes to fist to fist fighting with this one they're using lows highs close-ups longs wides all at once it's like oh i'm i'm here with all of it so it was always their action scenes but at the same time there's a there's a subtleness to it or there's a calmness to it it's chaotic but it's calm at the same time so holy shit um man i'm curious so i have this theory but before i give the theory away um cam do you enjoy musicals no, but I did enjoy. I do enjoy. Um, which one was it? It was one. Uh, Rent. Okay. Whatever that one was with Beyonce. With Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> you mean Showgirls? Yeah. Not Showgirls. Uh, Dreamgirls. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, Dreamgirls. Dreamgirls. Um, did enjoy Dream that Girls. one. Then there, there was one that I uh, I did enjoy. I didn't know the musical till later. Which is what? I can't think of the name of it. Man. The reason why I ask is I have I have this theory that people who love action movies also love musicals because it's it's very similar in that you have people doing impossible things with their body. There's choreography, and the camera work and editing is oftentimes very kinetic. Well, right? It's very similar language. The step up count as a musical? Yeah, it does. Of course. Then yeah, uh, okay. The original with uh, Channing Tatum. Yeah, all all yeah, of them. Cam's a huge fan of La La Land. No, no, I've never I even hated seen every, it. I hated everything about La La Land. Sorry. <laughs> oh never man, I loved La La Land. Seen it. Oh, I cried. I cried so hard with La La Land. It's a good so, one. Yeah, that, that's that's my number two. Is he the so my it would either be that or the gentleman. Those would be my number two. Ooh, that, that Guy Ritchie movie? That's Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guy Ritchie is a fucking master class for shooting. Dude, Aladdin. In a Aladdin, that way. movie was dope. 
you know what? I'm mad. Guy Ritchie did Aladdin. I forgot he did Aladdin. It's like when anyone, whenever I talk about the Suicide Squad, it's like when I talk about the Suicide Squad by James Gunn. So many people go, oh, you mean Academy Award winning Suicide Squad? The one from 2016? I'm like, no, not that trash heap. The good one. (laughs) Best makeup, baby. Um, so wait, did y'all see the latest one though? Like yes, last one that came out, I loved everything. The, the last, for, uh, the last oh Suicide Squad. That one was so freaking funny. I didn't like it. So his rat, his his rat problem had me in tears. <laughs> <laughs> Peacemaker scared like of fucking rats. <laughs> no, not Peacemaker. Blood. No, sport. it was uh, blood. Blood sport. Yeah. yeah wait, blood wait, 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 wait! Um, you didn't like it. I liked all the Harley Quinn stuff, all the Shark Boy stuff, whatever the fuck his name is, King Titan. What is his name? King Shark. King Shark. Um, King Shark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I liked them. I liked Peacemaker, but everything else can get fucked. Um, I thought it was kind of like drab. Like I expected, just because uh, Guardians, you know, was so colorful and so fun and had great needle drops. I I expected something a little more fun. It was kind of like it, it, it was say, it insisted I... on bothering me. I, it, I, that is a saying that you have not, you've said that more than once, and I've started putting it in my daily life. It insisted on bothering me, and it's the greatest thing. Just putting that in, when I'm at work and I want to move something, my boss goes, Why'd you move that? I just turned, like, it insisted on bothering me. And he looked at me, he's like, What the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice one. Is it's a knivesism. I love James it. James Gunn is great. Like J- I he think is. the James Gunn John Cena coupling um, is phenomenal. The most electrifying coupling I've seen since Scorsese and DiCaprio. Like it is that goddamn good. Yes, um, I could watch and them. Peacemaker make stuff was forever. amazing. Peacemaker was. Amazing. I enjoyed Peacemaker quite a bit. So wh- whose turn are we on right now? You. Yours. Number two. Mines. Number two. What is I'll it? make this fast because I'm gonna be I'm gonna be an asshole and I'm gonna assume you guys haven't watched it. So I'm not gonna waste a lot of time on it. Um, number two, most influential movies for me that have made quite an impact is uh, Larry Clark's Kids, the movie Kids from the 90s, which was written by Harmony Korine. Harmony Korine later went on to do uh, Julian Donkey Boy. Uh, he did Gummo, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. He did Spring Breakers, uh, kind of semi-recently. Actually, that was 10 years ago. Good God. He did, well, <laughs> he, he did a movie with Matthew McConaughey. Anyways, he wrote the script for Kids. Uh, kids is, was basically... What Euphoria is today, take all the romanticism out of it, put inject it with realism and AIDS, literally AIDS, and you get kids from the 90s. Um, if okay. you haven't watched it, I implore everybody to watch it. It's one of, if I had to make a list of a movie you need to see before you die, kids is on the list. Kids is probably in the top 10. Um, what, what inspired me and what influenced me was the way it was shot and the way it was written. Another script that I studied um, Harmony Corinne was like 17 years old when he wrote the script. He probably just wrote a first draft and they went, went out and filmed it. The story follows like skaters and like punkers and like a bunch of adolescent teens that have no parental guidance and no parental, no parents are to be seen in this movie. And AIDS just get pa- it just gets passed around. It's just a- everybody gets AIDS at the end of the movie. Um, so much sex is in the movie like it, it 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 it's it's one of those movies that kind of like the wire if you ever watch the wire when oh, you're watching it it doesn't feel like a movie it feels like yeah. a documentary it feels like this is real Ooh, life okay. um it inspired my shooting style it in, it inspired my when i film stuff i really going back to the master and don't worry my number one is not uh, it's my number one for a different reason but the master and mm-hmm. kids how they inspired me was 
the humanity that is on screen is the most cinematic thing for me. Like what Cam was saying about action, the helicopter, do, 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 slow motion, the bullets, do, 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 sand everywhere, tits bouncing up and down. It's absolutely amazing. I get it. But for me, an actor, a, a nice fucking telephoto lens on an actor's face with one tear falling down for me is that like mm. that inner that is it does something to me that like marvel movies try to do and they spend a billion dollars trying to do it like it moves yeah. me kids moves gotcha. me man like it's a movie that okay. when you're watching it you're like should i be wa- should i be watching this you, you know how like uh when you watch euphoria or you hear about it it's high school kids getting naked and fucking right and it's like well that's kind of creepy but fucking, the actors yeah. are in their 20s and 30s yeah. kids they're fucking, and I think they're, like, all 12 and 14. Like, it's weird, dude. Like, you shouldn't. It's like you're watching it. You're like, I shouldn't be watching it. Uh, that doesn't influence me. What influences me is just the none of the actors are, like, famous actors. Like, they're all actors. Nah, she just gave Rosario me my 13th Dawson, reason. Rosario Dawson went on and had a career. Chloe Savini went on and had a career after this movie. Um Everybody else kind of kind of fell off. Leo Fitzpatrick had a career, kind of, if you're into him. I am. Um, but that's an incredible movie. So for my listeners, Kids. if you're still okay. here with me, um, check out the movie Kids. You must watch it. It is, like, nowhere to be found. I don't found. think anyone really wants to check out Kids. I don't think anyone wants to check out Kids. It's a must. <laughs> it's a must watch. It's a must watch. Mr. Legowski. Oh, Number go. one. I, I think uh, I think the movie that really speaks to me the most and has influenced me my entire life um, is Crash, and I love just the way that it tried to You're solve racism. Of course, I'm kidding. Yeah, of course. Oh my god, I was about to shit in your mouth. Never. I was going to shit in your mouth. Crash pinch your nose and shit in your mouth. The movie that crash solved racism. Is- the movie that thinks it's solved. The Academy Award patted them. The Academy patted themselves on the back so you, hard. You, for you that. know what the new. Cr- you know what the new crash is. The new what? crash. What Green Book. Stop. You're right. That's the I new crash. It. And and to be clear, I did not like Green Book either. Um, never saw it. Never saw it. Okay, you got me there. I was about it. to okay. be like David. I don't know if we can keep doing this pod. Honestly, of course, <laughs> of course. that's fair. Thought, that's fair. Uh, my number one though. My number one though is actually one that did. Uh, influenced me from the moment, the first moment I ever saw it. I will tell the story of that real quick. Um, came downstairs, middle of the night. I was a kid. I wanted to get some water. It's like, you know, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. I, I get my water, and I'm going back upstairs. My parents fell asleep downstairs watching TV. And from the living room, just pow, pow. And there's this famous whistle. <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. And I popped my head in to see the title, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. I sat there for the the rest of the movie, enamored with this. Everything about it just tickled me in all the right places. Like, from the score by Neo Morricone to the cinematography, the directing by Sergio Leone, the acting from Clint Eastwood, and it's just everything about it. I was like, I think I, I think I, I think I found my favorite genre of movies. And yes, ever since then, I have been enamored by Westerns ever since so, then. And so everything look, I'm just huh? curious. What are, what are your thoughts on the Magnificent Seven? The, which one? The, uh, Denzel. That was trash. No offense. 
no offense. Tr- Denzel did great. I'm not going to lie. The performances were great. It's just the way they did that movie was so half-assed. Everything about, <laughs> like, you could see Chris Pratt, Denzel Washington, uh, even fucking uh, Ethan Hawke. They're all given their all. They're given 100%. And Antoine... Fuqua, right? Fuqua. He's the director? Yep. Yeah, Fuqua. Yep. He's the director. He's given his all. But, man, there had to be some serious studio interference on that because it just feels wrong. Like, the whole thing just feels like, well, why did you make this movie? You wanted to say that, like, you know, you wanted to say that rich people are bad? Like, can we get more <laughs> than that? Like, can we? And don't get me wrong. Like, the actor, what is his name? Peter Skarsgård, I think is what it is. He also doing an amazing job it's just everything about that movie is just flat everything and i love i love western so much i'm working on one like i'm writing one right now love them to death everything about them is amazing westerns are the ultimate form of cinema and i will fight anyone on that so what are some tropes and cliches and like you know trademarks that you love in westerns that are making it on your screenplay that you're like, well, if I want it to be an authentic western, I got to add this in there. Like, what's an example? Sweeping landscapes, um, uh, obviously shootouts. That's probably the biggest one. Um, very diverse cast. Like, that's really important when it comes to westerns. I've seen westerns where it's just nothing but white people, and I'm like, no, that's no. Like, literally, a whole state was a whole region of the country was settled by white people. And on top of brown people, like you, you can't just make the whole cast white. That's why I don't like Gunsmoke, because it's just white people, like white people bonanza. That's the other one, bonanza. Just white people. Like that's not that's not what a western is. Um, on top of that, I would say that uh, there has to be some kind of train in there. And uh, other than that, like those are the four that I'm really like implementing in my screenplay. And then I'm taking other like historical things, like for example. Uh, the West was founded by women who started brothels. Like, I, I, we don't really see that all that much in westerns nowadays. Westerns are really so. Your your movie's gonna have your movie's gonna have titties. Um, no, I did not say that. Damn. It's gonna have a kick-ass madam in it, though. Okay, does she show her titties? No, she does not show her titties. Huh. Okay, but she works at a brothel. <laughs> she owns a brothel. She's a madam. And there's not going to be extras walking around with their titties hanging out? There might be. I haven't gotten that far, Knives. <laughs> okay. okay. There might be. Right. But but um, one of the other things about, you know, uh, about Westerns that are my favorite and that I've been trying my best recently, especially to put in my work more, is the show of scale. Uh, those sweeping mm-hmm. landscapes and uh, using the telephoto lenses – and then backing up like crazy so that it looks like the the uh, the uh, cowboy is really small compared to the the bluffs and buttes in the background. All that I love doing that. I started doing it in Minneapolis, where I purposefully take photos where the city is towering over people because you know that's the same thing. Like we are incredibly small compared to these things we've created, and just <sighs> Westerners. Are so- Okay, I want to I want to make this note to the audience. So we still need to hear me and Cam's um, yeah. number one, but mm-hmm. the we're going to find some common themes here with Cam right now. Obviously, it's action, stunt choreography, mm-hmm. special yeah. effects, like mind blowing visuals. Right uh, with Mr. Legowski, it is 
westerns. You know, uh, the guy that did Logan, James Mangold, also did Three Ten to Yuma, which is a good one. A phenomenal um, remake. Phenomenal well. remake. One of the best remakes ever. And with knives, <laughs> with knives is a bunch of uh, like uh, acting pretentious shit. So, um, <laughs> but think about that. That informs our work. And 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 the reason why I connected those dots. Obviously, we, we're talking about what influences us, but yeah. but we also apply that to our shit. Like Cam mentioned in the last pod when he edits something just like the music effects that he does and like just how all out he goes and the shots and between us he's the only drone guy here and and just how you know and it's ah man that now that makes sense same thing with Lagowski with the landscapes and with the the buildings I don't even fucking look at buildings like I don't even know what I'm looking at right but when it comes to people and the cracks on their face and being able to affect them and affect the audience that parasocial relationship I'm all about that I live for that shit. So it's really interesting to me how we've applied this to our work, and that's the whole point of this conversation. I just think that's fascinating. Yeah. So good luck on your good luck on your film, your feature, your short, whatever it is you're going to do. Um, you should know you about it. You also got your work cut out for you, buddy. I know. You have your work cut out for I you, know. like because I recommend I you film this on an on an Alexa. You have to film it on an Ari because that yeah, dynamic of range. You do. What, what the you're able to do stops with, of dynamic range. Yeah, like dude. I mean, yeah. that's that's going to be. Uh, you'll regret not doing it. So, and those things are oh, pretty expensive. So, oh, I know. All right, man. I am that, aware. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. Number one, Cam. Drum roll, please. Without any further ado, number one. The eighteen. Oh, the one with Rampage. No, uh, two thousand. I believe it's the two thousand and ten. Yeah, Brad, Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper yeah. Bradley Cooper. Liam Neeson. Uh, Rampage Jackson. Mm-hmm. A team. Oh, what what is it about, about that. the A team? I forgot. What is it about it? It's it's a mix of everything that I love. You know, comedy, a great group of cast that work well together. The action is there. And it also goes back to looking for that team of people that you can connect with, that you can grow with, and that you can get shit done with. You know, that's what inspires that. That's what influences that. I'm always looking for people that I can do shit, not exactly go around, you know, busting people out of jail or things like that, but like people that I can just connect with on that scale. You know, it started with the AT. <laughs> that's crazy. So uh, uh, that director, um, before he did the A team, he did Smoking Aces. And after he did the A team, he did The Gray with Liam Neeson. Did you watch any one of those? Like, do you dig that kind of shit, or is the A team kind of like? I've seen The Gray. I did like The Gray, Smoking Aces. Um, I saw it at one point, but I got halfway through and ended up having to leave. So I actually need to go back and watch that one. Smoking Aces, the A team. I like wow, Smoking Aces. Yeah, the A team. I forgot I like about. It came out. So wow. Didn't think you'd say that. If anything, I thought uh, I thought Transformers should have been number one. Mm-mm. No, I could wow. think. I, I I just I forgot about it. Like, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, you. The, yeah, we definitely the all A have team. themes here. So, uh, so knives is gonna say uh, the artist from 2011. Obviously, no, I've only seen the artist once, and uh, it was pretty effective, but I didn't love it. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, like the A team. Like, I've, I've watched a lot of movies, but the A team, I've at least watched 20, 20, 20 times. That's Holy how you shit. know it's your favorite Full movie. Through. I've watched The Good, The Bad, Full and The through. Ugly about 20 times, too. And that's a well, three-hour movie. Well, he's saying it's one of the most 
influential. That's what he said. No, it's it's my favorite movie. Also, oh, and yeah. and your favorite. Holy shit! Yeah, also, cock. What like it, like tell me a, a moment where you're like, oh, right here I could pause it and be like, this is movie is fucking my favorite movie right here. The very beginning of the goddamn movie. <laughs> Begin like when you first see all four of them come together and whatnot. Um, like actually, no, even better, like the very beginning of the movie where you know they just crossed, they're in that they're in their flight, flight chase, right? You know, they're they're talking and whatnot. He's talking to the guy and he says, Yeah, you're in a you're in a um air air battle over American in American airfield, and you could just see his face drop, and then you hear him say, Adios, motherfucker right and what was it oh man i can't think i can't think of a word now or like exactly what that that stood for but he said that line and then you have bradley cooper in the back saying it with them and whatnot alpha alpha mega foxtrot yeah mm-hmm. alpha alpha mike alpha michael foxtrot or it's something like that and then they both like adios motherfucker airplane turns jet pulls up blows him out of the sky and then you go into the movie i'm like yo that was fucking fantastic yo that was awesome like hey let's do that did again did you watch it <laughs> did you watch it in theater yes how yeah, old were you when it saw... this was 2010 2010 oh born in 1992 um what is that 18 12 yeah, yeah he was 18 so, so did you? I, I remember when you were telling us on, on on the last pod that uh, you and your family got together to watch the first Transformers and like yeah. movies were like the big thing. Did you did you watch it? Was it like ceremonious? Did you watch it with so your family this in that is, way? This is one I didn't watch it with my full family, but this is one that I saw with my dad. And you know, after watching it with them, he told me about the older ones that yeah. that which I've seen the older ones too, and I always enjoyed the older TV show also. So to see that older TV show brought into a modern day era. It's fucking fantastic. Like even like even and this honestly, this is another part that takes a, that takes place at the beginning of the movie when I talk about that camaraderie of those these guys getting together, where they're first getting into the helicopter, he starts to take off, he knocks the air condition air condition unit off the building and crushes his truck. <laughs> what not? I'm like, damn, I feel sorry for you, but like he's like, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna kill you for I knew you was crazy, I knew you was crazy, I knew you was crazy, I knew you was crazy. I'm like, yo, this is these dudes are fucking wackos and whatnot, but yo, they get shit done. Yeah. Man, uh, I remember uh, the dude from District 9 was in that movie, and I really thought, like, that movie, uh, A-Team came out, like, a year after District 9, and I really thought that guy was gonna yeah. go on and, like, have a big career. But uh, I never he ended really saw up in him the after. office. Yeah, he went, ended up in the office. I know he was in um, Elysium, which I didn't like that movie at all. Elysium was yeah, not not that great. Yeah, hey, hold on, are we talking about the same person? No, I know who you're thinking of, but that's not you're. Uh, I'm talking about uh, uh, his name, like Charlton Copley. He's like Afri- African or something. I was about to say, I'm like, I, I was about yeah. to say, I also remember him from the um the third the forty year old version. <laughs> Who, which guy? No, I don't think that's him. That's not him. He's not in that movie. That's he. he yeah, he was in all wait, wait, District wait, Knives. Knives. What is what's your up, number up? one? Well, you know, I'm just gonna minimize this just because I'm not gonna be able to top the sentimentality that Cam has. Um, for me, it's not about like emotions and. Mm-hmm. Um, for a long time, this was my favorite movie, though I will say that. 
Number one, my most influential movie for me um, is Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill Volume 1. Um, That's fair. I love the whole thing. You know, yep. one and two should, it's really one movie. But um, Kill Bill changed my life. Yep. Uh, when I saw it for the first time, I was like, oh shit. That's what I want to do. That's why I'm this way. I'm a filmmaker. Um, I just love the presentation of it. I love that it's a love letter to movies. Um, I feel like anybody can make a movie if they watch Kill Bill a hundred times. Like, boom, now you can go make a movie. I believe that. Um, I recently showed it to my daughter, who's seven years old, and she got a big kick out of it. And I just promised her, baby, I promise you there's going to be blood and guts. You know, and she she stayed up and we put it on like at midnight this one night and she watched it. And... uh, Kill Bill Volume 2 is not something I think she'd really care about right now, but it was really exciting, Kill Bill 1. Uh, Kill Bill Kill Bill 1 has my favorite line in any Tarantino movie. Who says it? And I'll guess it. Um, oh, man, what is her name? Oh, Maggie Ho, right? Lucy Liu? No. Lucy, Lucy Liu. Liu. Yeah, yeah, Lucy Liu. She says it. Um, so guess the tear, line. What is it? Tear that bitch apart? No. No, it's um, not that. Dude, she has a big monologue. Is it the monologue? Because I know I the know. whole monologue by heart. The the one in the room with all the... Yeah, where she cuts the dude's head off. Yes, it's it's in there. Yeah. Yeah, she basically tells everybody, um, you know, now if you have anything to say, now's, your, now's the fucking time, right? And she's like, um, <laughs> pretty much she'll cut your head off, whatever. Dude, I know that whole monologue No, it's by what heart. she says. Um, the line specifically says, if anyone has, any, has the audacity to bring up my... My uh, American Chinese heritage. or I'll American cut, heritage as, as a negative. I'll cut is. your fucking head I, I, off. She says, I, I'll collect your fucking head. That's what she says. I'll collect your fucking head. And I remember <laughs> sitting there going, yeah. I think she's upset. That was badass. <laughs> oh, man. The, the yeah. line delivery, the way the camera just nudges in at the same time. She goes, I'll collect Dude, your funny. fucking head. It's like, that, oh, that shit, movie, she gonna that do movie it. Was like, um, that movie was like the chronic for like a whole generation of filmmakers. Like It, it really woke it a lot of us up. Um, that's the thing so about many Quentin people, Tarantino. He's so good at doing that. That's what he so, does the best. That, that's a super. Speak, speaking yeah. of Quentin Tarantino, I believe we've all saw Django, right? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen the movie? And, no, let me make sure I got the right name. Um, I think it's called Four Floors. Uh, four rooms. Four rooms. Yes, four rooms. Oh, Have familiar. you ever seen? I think I've seen it. It's yeah, it, it's literally it's four, a lot of, It's four short films, and one of them's directed by Tarantino. Yeah. yeah, but they're directed by no four different four different um directors. Oh, Each one like, is Robert different. Rodriguez. They, Robert Rodriguez. they all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, that last one though, like after yeah. all, after everything that he went through and whatnot, yeah. and they're they're hyping this man up. It's like, yeah, you do this, you get this type of money. Not gonna do it. Come on. He's like, yeah. And then he says, go. And he just does it, collects his money, and walks the hell out. Well, how the dude is right there screaming. I'm like, damn. That's dude, fucking rooms, funny. Su- super underrated movie. Nobody talks about it. It's like nowhere but to be yeah, seen. Maybe it's on Hulu or something. But yeah, Kill movie. Bill, dude. Kill Bill is a... I, I used to not get it. I really used to not get it because I didn't really watch it. And when I did watch it, I was too young to understand like what Tarantino was oh, going for with it. So... Oh, man. I, Everyone always used to say to me, like, you know, Kill Bill is one of their favorite movies. I'm like, fucking how? Oh, yeah. Like, how could that be it? And then I sat down, like, uh, I think it was last summer, actually. I sat down, and I just watched it. And I'm sitting yeah. there, and I'm watching I'm like, I get it. I get it now. Yeah. That is... Of course. That is amazing. And then Lucy Lou said her line that I love. I was like, now I really get it. Oh, 
my god, that was amazing. Oh, you know what? You know what? Another um, Quentin Tarantino movie that I like, I love to death. Mm. Um, the Hateful Eight. Yes, that's yes. dude. I I love that movie way more than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That one, that movie did nothing for me. I'm gonna say, the, I'm gonna say Hateful something. Eight. Hateful Eight. Is I love a, the Hateful Eight. That is a whole. I, that's a perfect movie. No, I don't know about perfect. I have a it few is issues. Perfect. With it. I think my only I problem think, is that it ends. That's the worst part. My problem, my problem with it is, and you're gonna say it's a nitpick, and it might be, but eight. Just why when, number mo- eight? David, oh, David, mo- David. That? Most of the problems you have with movies are nitpicks. So not we're it's not true. surprised. It is true. Um, no, right. I, I I think Let's one of the it. things about the whole who done it tone that it has, right? It kind <laughs> of shoots itself in the foot towards the towards the middle of act three before the big actually no but towards the end of act two before the big reveal when he just when marquis warren just starts capping people like he just starts shooting everyone it's like okay well i was playing a fun game of trying to figure out who it is but i guess we're just gonna figure it out and then you know like i said it, it might be a nitpick but then two minutes later just the reveal i'm like I wasn't expecting that. Oh shit! Who, but what, what do you mean? Like, what, what, what? You didn't like that he killed Mexican Bob? Like, what, what do you mean? That was sick. I blows I, his no, fucking head sick. off. I just no. I, th- when I to me when I rewatch it, it always feels like the the timing of the whole who done it phase of the movie is just really short, just to get to that reveal. I mean, it's still effective because when that reveal happens, dude, when he gets shot I think the, the reveal floor, is. Like, the reveal is like a swerve on a swerve. Like it's not meant to be like a twist, you know. So, because uh, it gets it gets swerved later when <laughs> when uh, Channing Tatum gets his head blown off. It's like okay, yeah, exactly. Yo, I was just about to talk about that. <laughs> just about to bring that up. Like Spoiler my man alert. finally reveals. Yeah, he comes up. I'm right here, and then his head just explodes. I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Also, in the movie's Brady? opening credits, like Channing Tatum is featured in the credits, and, and so yeah, you're watching true. it, and you're like, "When? Where is he? When is he going to come out?" Right? So that was kind of quote unquote spoiled too, but it didn't bother it me just, at all. It was. I saw that I movie just, in 70 millimeter the first day it came yes, out here in Austin, Texas, too. at the Ritz, which they now closed, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a it was an orgasmic experience. It was like three and a half hours long. The, uh, I saw it at a, a theater in Burbank, uh, California. Oh hell yeah! Um, that was. An amazing experience, the seventy millimeter roadshow with the overture and the the and oh, just just thinking about it. I had such on, a on the, good time with that movie. On like, the Kill Bill notes, what I, what I need to illustrate yeah. is it's not just because it's bloody and cool and fun. The iconography, you know, uh, when I watched yeah. it, it introduced me to a universe of of you know how there's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is the yeah. cinematic universe. Yes, of all the movies, Godzilla. Yep. You know, I was always like a Jackie, a Jackie Chan, you know, fanatic, but like it, it showed me Bruce Lee because I didn't know who Bruce Lee was until I saw that yellow jumpsuit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, Game of Death. What is that? It, you yep. know, Martin Scorsese movies, Taxi Driver, Western, Spaghetti Westerns. I I got into Sergio Leone because of Kill Bill, you know, yep. like that movie introduced me to cinema. It was like suck. It was like drinking from the fucking fire hose of movies. And that's that's what I love about it. The most was like it was like. It was like the big bang of cinema for me. And everything's in there. Everything that, that we all love about movies is in there, actually. you got and Western components. you got beautiful fucking Yuen Wu-Ping yep. fight team action. And you have a tremendous story with great performances. That's, I think that's the big thing when it comes down to any – this is – I'm going I'm to come clean now. The reason why I wanted to do this topic was because I, I was talking with another friend of mine about talking about favorite movies and whatnot. And I said to him, I said, hey, man. Every time people talk about movies, 
if they are versed in movies at all, it ends up at Quentin Tarantino at some point. And he said, no, it doesn't. And I just yeah. want to point out, because he's going to he's going to watch this because when you upload this, I'm sending him the link. Uh, he's going to see. Yeah, it ends up at Quentin Tarantino every time. It always does, because that's the thing that Quentin Tarantino is really good at. And I don't think people give him enough credit like people. Yeah, there's the whole like, you know, frat bros favorite movie is favorite movie is pulp fiction or something or whatever the trope is for tarantino but at the end of the day when you really look at tarantino's movies every single one of them is a love letter to the movies that he watched like it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to look at a tarantino movie and go i don't like it like you 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 have no you lack culture then you must you you must like i'll say this like i mean if you say you don't like django fucking racist and there's no way Agreed. there's no Agreed. way you can hate seeing Jamie Foxx in that bright blue suit Not in that, that hair you can't even you can't hate that I don't know I don't know if you guys know this so I like I, the way I'll you die the, boy I'm gonna I'm gonna say something I don't know if you guys know this but my friend pointed it out to me uh, I was watching Django and he was watching Django and he texted me out of the blue he's like did you know that he's wearing Calvin's suit at the end of the movie I was like, oh, what? Yeah. He's wearing yeah, Calvin's yeah. suit? I yeah. didn't know. I went back yeah. to, I went to the, I fast forwarded to the end of the movie. I'm like, he kill, he fucking mercs Calvin, puts yeah. on his suit and blows up Candyland. This man, yeah, man. is the goat. Dude, <laughs> that I, is it. You know, it's funny. Uh, you, you guys brought this up. I didn't, I, you know, but uh-huh. I, I, we, we talked about Pacific Rim last time, right? And I mentioned yeah. that scene. Where Ildris Elba takes off the helmet yep. and I cried. Mm-hmm. I fucking cried, dude. Another scene. Yeah. Now, this is the first time I ever did this. I'll never do it again, but I, I had to know, right? So the, the script was leaked before this movie came out. And I read it. And I was like, I want to see, as a filmmaker, how he takes the screenplay and puts it as a movie. Movie's completely different than the screenplay. Fine, it happens. There's a scene that was not in the screenplay that's my favorite fucking scene in Django. I don't know if you guys would guess it, but um, it's the scene where they hang him <laughs> upside down, whatever. You can see his junk, Jamie's junk, whatever. And then they're like, we're going to send you at this plantation, and you're going to fucking break rocks until the day you die, right? So he's with these Australians. Quentin Tarantino is there. And he, yeah. and he does this whole scene. You have this beautiful 360, this 360 yeah. shot of, of Django kind of doing this hustle. It's saying, like, guys, I'm a bounty yeah. hunter. Look at me. Look at me. Do I look like a fucking slave to you? I'm a fucking free man. All that shit, right? Yeah, dude, I'm gonna cry again. Um, no, that's in there. That's he, in there. He but blows, they changed. He blows. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This, this is the moment, though. I, he I blows think I know him what up, about. The fucking dynamite, and he lets the fucking other slaves that are in like the carriage go, and John Legend music hits, and they cut to this beautiful close up of this fucking slave who is crying, looking at Django, who earlier in the movie he was like, "Fuck this Uncle Tom motherfucker," and now he's crying, and he's like. That was like the spark of the revolution. And it's sad because it's fiction and it didn't happen. But in the movie, in that universe, that look on that slave's eyes, tears running mm-hmm. down his eyes with Lon- John Legend, Django running bareback on a fucking horse, dude. Oh, my God. I was just, I fucking bawled. That scene Everything. was not in the script. And I was like, dude, this is the best movie ever. There's Wait, so you said much. that wasn't in the script? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not I, in the script, I, yeah. dude. They it had was, some other oh. side angle. They, they had some other side angle where, like, I can't remember now because I read it 10 years ago, but Jonah Hill... Mm-hmm was like had this whole other like fucking 
he ended up being like a KKK guy, but he, he had this other part. He was going to be this other guy. This whole other side angle. It didn't happen. Like good. It yeah. was so, the, mo- the movie was so, better. The, the, the movie so was better movie than the script. Better. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, yeah. uh, the, so, uh, uh, the, so the part of that KKK scene, it's fucking legendary. We, we all know it's legendary. But side note, this just goes back to my family. We were watching it. We're all in oh, this scene pops up, and we're all we're all laughing because it's freaking hilarious. But my dad, my dad, oh, my dad, my dad, not, it. Man. not a fan. Yeah, no, no, no. He's loving it. Oh, <laughs> he literally goes and says, "Man, they need to stop messing with the clip before they show up again." <laughs> oh man, Jesus my Christ. favorite, my favorite line in that scene. Is when Jonah Hill rips the eye too much. He goes, oh, I ripped it. And about a guy in the bag. And the guy in the back's like, no, nobody's got Nobody's brought an extra bag. You know, wait, wait, hold on. You got to say it right, man. He's like, nobody brought an extra bag. I'm just asking. <laughs> now, we all agree that the bags are a good idea, right? Like, that whole scene, man. But that, that shit not was point like fingers. They could have been done not a little better. <laughs> All I hear is criticize, criticize, criticize. Don't ask me or mine for nothing. (laughs) And he fucks off. He takes his ball and he goes home. There's so many ways. There are so many ways that someone could be like, hey, the KKK is a bunch of stupid idiots. That was the best way to do it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Arguably the only acceptable way at this point. uh, All right. So y'all want to hear another funny story about me in my younger days? Let's go. Sure. Let's go. So when when I was um I used to no I still catch the bus and train around Philadelphia, right? But I live around the Temple campus. So when I was younger, it used to be these guys in white cloaks. Oh dear. And, and headbands that used to just stand on a corner and they used to preach the gospel and whatnot. Why did me and my friends used to think they were a clan every time we walked past them? <laughs> dude, that dude in Django who uh who Django shoots in the heart and he falls you know, flat face. He's reading from this. He's reading from scripture, you know, and like that's how yeah. those fucking slave owners rationalize the shit that they did, you know. Yeah. So those are dots that you, I'm a Christian, but those are dots you could easily connect. So I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Well, it's good to have yeah. a good. Uh, it's good to have a good radar for that kind of shit, anyways. Yeah. Oh yeah. My <sighs> goodness, man. Well, we did it. Uh, I we will did. say we made a we made a whole podcast episode without talking about Peter McKinnon. So that's pretty fucking great. We did that. So. And then you Kudos went and mentioned to, uh, him. How ah, could you do that? Fuck me. God damn, I was doing so great. But we you did were. mention Quentin Tarantino, and that's ten times better. So I want to thank you two gentlemen for showing up today. This was absolutely amazing. I cannot wait for the next time that we do it. David, where can they find you on the internet? They can find me on Instagram at the David Lugowski. Same thing goes for TikTok. And here on YouTube, it's just David Lugowski. Please subscribe. I do a lot of great videos. I at least I think. I do. That's about it. Yeah. He sure does, folks, and he's getting better. Cam, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, right now, you know, if you pretty much look up camera style, you're either going to find my gaming channel or my photography channel. You have a some gaming sort of channel? What? Rocket We've League, gone man. over this. Rocket We've gone League, over buddy. This. Yeah, where have you been? <laughs> Zoning out, I think. Oh my god, yeah, we're going over this. Uh, yeah, so you just you know, look at my name. Um, sooner or later, actually, a lot of it is about a lot of stuff is about to start disappearing because I'm switching over to transferring everything under one name, which is going to be images by cam. So, I like it. Yeah, 
I like it. I like it. And you guys can find me at Knives Monroe and all the things. If you guys made it this far, let me know in the comments below. Like, comment, and subscribe. Follow us on Spotify. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.